As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you been searching for a podcast? Do you want to learn from some great content creators? Well, you've come to the right place. Indie Podcaster with your host, Jeff Townsend, the Indie Podcast Father. Hey, hey there, all you inspirational listeners of Indie Podcast. On today's episode, I'm actually going to share a conversation I had with Mark Binder. He was kind enough to invite me onto his new podcast, the Podtrix podcast. Is yes, it's the same Mark Binder that's been on this podcast before in a podcast garage. He is the founder of Podtrix, the it's a new podcast hosting provider. And we have a pretty good conversation really about the process of starting a podcast. So I'm going to share that conversation with you for this week's episode. As a reminder, we do have the podcasting power hour going on every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter spaces. So hit my profile up on Twitter, podcast underscore father, and make sure you set your reminder and you attend. It's been really great. It's it's We've had some really awesome professionals from the industry and other amazing content creators in there. We also have a website, podcastingpowerhour.com, and there you can listen to all the back episodes. Like We're putting it into podcast form, so that's great. And of course, you can always contact me at jeff at pod castfather.com. All right, before we jump into it, we're going to spend a few seconds talking about a few supporters of this podcast. I call it the business. These are great supporters of Indie Podcaster and they make doing this podcast possible. They're great. Podden.io. Everybody should know that transcription for your podcast is not only fair, it can actually be used to make your podcast more discoverable. If you're not doing it, you need to consider using Podden. If you are currently transcribing, you still need to consider switching to Podden. They're the most accurate and easy service that I have used for this, and I truly mean that. You got to give it a shot. Use the code IndiePodcaster to receive 50% off your first month. 
Having a website for your podcast is absolutely critical. I understand how intimidating and challenging this seems, creating your website, because it really can be. But honestly, it doesn't need to be. PodPage makes this process super easy. You can create a beautiful podcast website in five minutes. Five freaking minutes. It is that simple with PodPage. Let the team show you how easy this process can be. Use the code IndiePodcaster to receive $20 off any pro plan. Everyone knows how much I love being an indie podcaster, but as you know, everyone listening, I'm sure, it is hard to balance life, work, and being a content creator. It's a huge challenge that we all face, but I have found one way to make sure I have more time to focus on my content creating. I now have a podcast editor. I hired the great team at How's It Podcasting. The team at How's It Podcasting has done great work with it. They're reliable and extremely affordable. It gives me more time to focus on what is most important, creating the content. Find How's It Podcast Editing on any of their social media pages. That's How's It Podcast Editing. H-O-W-Z-I-T Podcast Editing. They're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you hit them up. All right, let's get to this awesome conversation, which happens to be powered by Boomcaster, which you'll hear more about later in this episode. Hey there, my name is Mark Binder and I'm the creator of Podtrix, a podcast hosting platform designed to keep you, the podcast creator, creative. Join me as I talk with other creators about their experiences and share updates about what Podtrix is working on next. Today, I'm talking with Jeff Townsend, aka The Podcast Father, about his career in marketing and content creation and how that eventually led to him starting his podcast, The Indie Podcast. Let's dive in. A little bit about myself. Like you said, I'm Jeff Townsend and growing up, I always loved like making like videos with the home, you know, video camera that we had back in the day when you had to load the tape in it and everything, obviously quite a while ago. And I also loved the, like getting a voice recorder, right. And acting like I was doing radio shows or, or stuff like that. Like it was a really big Sounds silly, but it was a really big part of my childhood, always making silly little things. Uh, so right off the bat, like from a young age, I absolutely loved creating content, sharing it with my family and friends. Then as I got a little bit older, I really started getting into radio. So my school actually did, my high school did a class where you did like the school news. I did that, all the video editing and all that. And that was like really fun. So we did the school announcements every day, school news, you know, like the lunch or anything that was going on in the school. So we had a heck of a lot of fun with that. And we made a lot of short films and stuff. So that was like really big for me. So going into college, like I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. Like I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. So I was like, hey, I definitely want to do business management, but I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. So when I was there, I started getting involved with the school radio and things like that at uh, Washington State University, and I had a heck of a lot of fun doing it. And around that same time, uh, there was a class assignment. I was in another media class, and my friend and I, who was also my roommate you know, at our college dorm, did a project. It was called Washington State of Chaos. And we just <laughs> went, around the, we went around the college and like found all the goofy, goofy crap that we could, started filming it, and, and just kind of impromptu skits and things like that. And it was like really fun. And I was like, well, we should just, we should just keep doing this. And my friend was a little bit more talented on the technical side than I was. And I was a little bit more on the personality side than he was. So he had an actual like PC in the dorm because this is forever ago. I'm talking like 
Oh, after, you know, it's like 2005 or something. That's, that shows you how old I'm getting. I but, was nine. Uh, yeah, you were nine then, probably. <laughs> it was around yeah. there. So maybe, if, maybe I don't know, maybe 2006. But point being, we started a website and we put it all up on there. And it was like really different then. Things were like way different. I hadn't ever heard the term podcasting, first of all. Yeah. I, I know I'm not, I don't know when that was created exactly, but it sure as heck wasn't on my radar. It was like really hard to get people to go to your like website back then, right? Because right. it wasn't like an open source to be like, hey, you can go on this podcast, catch, like catch your app, listening app right now. And you can listen right, to right. something and find it. So back then it was all about getting to your people, to your, your website, which is really freaking hard to do. Well, I iTunes remember. Was, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying iTunes and all that wasn't really, you had to like manually upload everything. It wasn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like general knowledge and usage for too many novelists, like some were doing it, but not everybody. Yeah, I remember uh, this was, I want to say 2015 is when this was. But when the podcast app started coming default on iPhones, like I remember like the, yep. the Apple podcast app, you had to go into the app store, search podcasts, you'd get all these random podcasts app that you would, you don't know if it's the actual one until like you you like, Oh, it's Apple. It's the purple one. Cool. You had to download it. Then you had to find a podcast, which is a whole other conversation in and of itself still today. Now it's default on, on your phone and this it's it's 2022 now and podcasting is just now exploding it's been around for at least at least 20 years yeah before it's like gained traction um which i think speaks to how people starting out in podcasting it takes a while to gain that following yeah yeah so uh, when we got when we got going it was just audio focused on the website at first and that's that's a little bit of a challenge for like to go to a website and listen to audio. But that's the way it was back then. You know, blogging, audio blogs, things like that were and even videos were, were it was a whole lot more work doing that. So we eventually started doing videos and it was still really hard to get people to your website. So then MySpace started. I don't know if you were old enough to remember that, Mark. I was there at the tail end of it. Really big. It was like the I don't want to say the beginning of this social media frenzy, but it was like kind of the beginning of it you know what i mean so well, well before before myspace there i i wasn't there for this but i i've heard the stories of i guess friendster was before myspace th- there was a bunch of like different things and then i guess kind of like you had aol profiles and stuff like that mm-hmm. chat rooms but myspace to me was like and it's because that's the age i kind of lined up with but it was like the first big thing so we got onto myspace and i created it was, it was mine created page and started putting the videos up onto there. Right. So we took the audio and we made it more like a video show. We were going on site and we were chatting with people, events happening, just crazy things happening. And, and it kind of, it kind of blew up a little bit. I had uh, several million views, I guess you'd say on MySpace. Yeah. For these videos back in the day. And, you know, uh, over well over 100,000 friends is what they called them back then. You had like your top eight and all that. So really, yeah. MySpace was like I got in on content creation, like really big on MySpace. Kind of sounds cheesy. People listen are like Ugh, MySpace. But no, but back in the day, it was a monster that uh, Facebook was just, you know, really in its infancy there. I didn't even have it then. 
So well, yeah, it didn't all about MySpace. Facebook only started on like college campuses and then went GA. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So you you started you you got onto MySpace. You got all these you know millions of views. Um, how did that translate over? from myspace video audio content to podcasting well the way it kind of translated is because i did i did learn a lot from it right like obviously i learned a lot from it as able i was able to take the things that my friend and i learned from it and move forward and start doing podcasting so by the time college is done you know how it is you go your separate ways from your friends you start working in your different careers you know i got into uh, at a radio station, actually doing a lot of just like miscellaneous things and eventually earned my way to being an on-air voice talent. But I had a slip up mark on the radio where I was interviewing a city official and it was like the 8 a.m. hour, which is big. Uh, high, high traffic. Yeah. High traffic radio time. I'm doing an interview with a city official and it's it's a very nice older older woman. And I, I meant to say you've had a successful career, but for some reason I had this slip up where I said you've had a sexful career. I really oh, don't. No. Yeah, I don't know why, because I wasn't thinking like sexually. I, I wasn't like I'm not a pig. I just no, somehow you, you, you just got tongue tied. That's all. Yeah, I got tongue tied. It was my first time actually uh, interviewing somebody of significance. And uh, within a couple of weeks, I was transferred to marketing where I spent uh, like 13 years at least. So, but no, I, I, so you take the things that you learn. So I'm taking the radio, I'm taking the courses, the, the projects I did and the show that I did. Then a couple of years after I actually started another podcast and then I've helped produce some and all that throughout the years with other friends that were pretty successful. So really to me, it just, it was a perfect segue, right? Because oh, yeah. it's just audio only, but like I had done radio. So to me, it was not an issue. It was just not the video there. And you had to have a little bit more planning, maybe depending on what the podcast was, but I've never been a guy to just sit down and do scripted podcasts. So for me, it's always been free flow conversations, mm -hmm. events, happenings, miscellaneous, things like that. So it was not a hard translation at all going into podcasting the last decade. Or more I, now. I gotta go back just out of sheer curiosity. Um, when you had that slip up, did, did the station not have like a dump button that you could dump the last? <laughs> they they did, but it's you have like a uh, like a certain amount of time to do it. So yeah, it's also like you, I was managing that as well, so I missed it in the moment, and it no, it, it went onto the air, oh, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. you know, no regrets. I don't. I mean, I I don't feel bad for saying it, but I didn't. Right. Right. Honestly, got mean to say it, but yeah, they weren't very happy. Put it that away. Mm, no, no, the, they're not happy. The FCC probably wouldn't be happy. <laughs> now yeah. you can say whatever you want, right? I mean, I mean, that's I'm a whole other really conversation. On the radio, <laughs> but for um, a morning radio show that's you know professional, it was definitely a slip up for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and the, the important thing to note there is unintentional too. So, um, oh, yeah, completely. So before we kick things off, we only have to do it the right way. Let's just get the uh, the sponsor of this episode <laughs> going here. Tell us about yourself, Greg. Tell us what you offer, pal. Yeah. So if you're a true crime, paranormal, scary, or comedy podcaster, and you're looking to grow your show, you can submit an episode to Indie Drop-In. We will play the full episode of your show to an embedded base of listeners, listeners looking for your content. Then if they like you, 
they'll follow you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I actually pay Tanner and Jeff to get your content. If you can believe that, I don't know how I got roped into being the creator of Indie Drop-In, but I will like to promote your show. How was that, Jeff? That's good. Tanner, what do you think? I think you did a better job than I do. <laughs> Definitely does a better job than I do. I can hardly even talk. Yeah. Well, no, I think you do a great job. I, uh, I've i heard your ads so many times that now I just replay them in my head. But for anyone interested in submitting a show, just go to IndieDropIn.com forward slash creators. Just follow the form and I'll take it from there. Yeah. So you, you started, what was that uh, other podcast that you started? Okay, so what I did was, like, I'm really big on the niche things, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was kind of branch off, and I just did it off of local things happening in the state of Washington, specifically around that area. So, I mean, like, I would talk to business owners and city officials and stuff, and it, it wasn't the most fun thing that I ever did, but it was it was pretty easy to market back then. But the problem was... It's going at that point in time, it was still going to like a website. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not 2015 yet that I, I wasn't getting on you know, iTunes and doing things. So it was still a really big challenge, but a really good, uh, a really good concept, though, that could get a very big local back big support. But that, that, that's actually where I started. So that's where I felt more comfortable. It's really hard to create content and just talk about any and everything. Uh, that doesn't seem very appealing to me. Like I don't just typically listen to podcasts or content that or watch that are just completely off the wall ass random. So to me, it right. was important to stick to a niche and, and something I was comfortable with at that point in time. Well, that, that's a huge deal there too, is to, 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 to be a content creator or podcaster or TikToker or Instagram person, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever medium you're choosing to go through, it's important to have like a North star direction of this is the type of content that I do because then you become familiar with the subject. You become familiar with that, you know, what those particular people who are consuming that content like. Uh, but if you're, if you're going super, super wide and only a, an inch deep, you appeal to everybody and nobody at the same time. Um, yeah. and you're not really delivering any, you know, in, in business, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, um, they're all about like, how is this delivering value to your customer? And, yep. you know, in, in, in that term, the value is, you know, what on my profit and loss statement, how much money am I making? But in, you know, entertainment media, the value could be anything from, I learned a random fact that I did not know that I will never, ever use. And I am very entertained by this fact, or it's, I have an hour to kill at the airport while I'm waiting for a plane, and I just want to watch content creators just do stupid things that I find entertaining. Um, yeah. The, the value is value is very subjective in media. Uh, obviously, in business, it's completely different. But in, in media, it's very subjective. Absolutely. It's all about the consumer. But then again, you know, there's an appreciation for people that are just doing it for uh, fun as well. So I oh, always sure. appreciate I always appreciate that. There's different reasons to start creating content whether it's for business or not, is, is irrelevant. Um, if you want it to be a business, you have to treat it like a business. But if it's just for fun, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I uh, I think one of the uh, – this is this definitely comes down to how you treat your podcast because a lot of things – I know uh, I, I listen to Tanner's Good Morning Podcasters uh, mm-hmm. 
I pro- honestly, I don't listen to it every morning. Probably I like consume them all on like Friday or something. Um, just get a backlog and boom, there they are. But yeah. um, one of the things he was talking about not too long ago, I say not too long ago, watch it be like a month ago, um, would be uh, consistency is key in podcasting. And if you say you're going to release on you know a Wednesday and you set it up for every Wednesday at you know 10 a.m. it releases, uh, and then there's not one, you just de- did a detriment to your feed for whatever reason um and it could be it could have been a technical glitch and it's just you know at 11 okay not not a detriment in that case but i think there's also something to be said about certain inconsistencies in podcasting um one of my favorite podcasts is a uh, founder's journey by josh pigford of uh barometrics yeah. um that podcast was uh, he, it's not in production anymore when Josh isn't even at Barometrics anymore. I think he sold it in like the beginning of 2020 or something. Um, and he, it was like every week and then it was sporadic and then he'd go for months on end without any episode. And then he released a seven minute episode and they go for another you know four month period without releasing anything. I think one of the beauties of podcasting is you don't need to release consistently always i mean if you're going to be making a business you absolutely do but if you're just like hey i'm going to podcast when i have something to say cool and if it's a seven minute episode on a tuesday cool one of my favorite episodes from that whole show the reason i go into this is that people's favorite episodes can be that random episode that was gone for months and then you're gone again um, that's one of my favorite episodes. I, I forget what he's talking about, but I have it saved on my phone that I go listen to it like every couple of months, and just listen to it again. Um, it's my favorite, but I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it's, it, it, you ever, you know that you have a favorite TV show. Couldn't, couldn't explain it to save your life. You're like, you just got to listen to it or you just got to watch it. And there it is. Oh that's yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Th- no, I know that's what this episode sure. is. Yeah. So I just to comment on it. I think Tanner is right and wrong. I love Tanner Campbell, by the way, but, uh, you're right. I think there is a thing with podcasting that's a little bit of an exception, right? Because, like, I haven't released... I've been going through a lot of personal stuff, as you know. I haven't yep. released an episode for over a month now. I'm going to get back into that next week as of this recording. But people every day are, like, still like, hey, when are you going to put out an episode? Um, the people that listen to my podcast are still asking. They're checking on me. They care. And they're understanding. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt that when I do release an episode next week, and the week after that, et cetera. I don't expect there to be much of a drop-off, really. So I think there's a little bit of an understanding when you get to know and like a, a personality or a figure or, in this case, a friend. Um, obviously, I do treat my podcast like a business as well. Mark, you've, you've paid me to promote. Do- I mean, at this point, and there's probably been a dozen different people that have paid me to sponsor, Yeah, uh, you know, vice versa, so sponsor my podcast. But... I think there's an understanding and appreciation for podcasting that is more allowing on those kind of things. Extremely helpful to be consistent. It is, it is critical, but also then again, we are just, most of us are normal everyday people just creating content, right? Like I make money, but I still have a career, obviously. So I have three kids. I still have a mortgage, still work full time, but there's a little bit more understanding, I would say, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. And that's not to say that like, oh, I'm not releasing, you know, for a week. 
It could be. Uh, I, I've seen podcasts do this. Say, say it's like Christmas time or, or New Year's. They don't release any new episodes during those, you know, that two week period because it's the holidays. And nobody's really going to be listening. Not to say that nobody listens during the holidays, but there's a lot going on. So the time available to sit down and listen to a podcast is much lower. So I've seen it where podcasts just don't have episodes those weeks, or I've seen it where they do like a, a rebroadcast of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of an episode for that very reason. I'm scoping out a feature in Podrix that is going to allow for like almost like to retweet an episode from a previous week, however long ago, into a current uh, episode. Have not broken code on that yet, but it's 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 an idea. Well, that's a good thing because it's it's easy to just say like, hey, I'm going to repurpose this episode for a, a new episode. I mean, an old episode for a new episode, mm-hmm. but it still takes time to do that, right? So right, you exactly. streamline that process. Like, like in my case, like I just haven't had been in the mental state or mood to do it or had the time. So if you don't have the time, then it's kind of hard to sit down and repurpose an episode. I think people that say be really consistent, a lot of the times they are, they are the people that have more time to do it. Like mm-hmm. uh, Tanner. Tanner does a lot of different audio things, but he is sitting in front of his computer, uh, in front of his microphone a lot. So it's a lot easier for somebody like Tanner than maybe myself. But I think at the end of the day, the great thing about podcasting is you could do whatever the hell you want, man. Exactly. Like it's podcasting. It doesn't matter. Put out an episode whenever the hell you want. If people are listening to it, that's all that matters. If you don't even care about that, then that doesn't even matter. So right. That's there, my there, opinion. There, there's this thing. Uh, there, there's these uh, meme accounts that I follow, and they just – some of them are like actual businesses like the F. Jerry account. Um, love that account. It's hilarious. And then there's these meme accounts. It's probably some high schooler just like posting random things and they're not making money on it. They're just posting things that they find funny. Um, and they're not planning to make any money on it. But the point is, is that they enjoy doing that. And if other people can have like a shared enjoyment in what they're posting, Awesome. Cool. That, that that may be how these big business accounts get created. I don't know. I'm not one of them. But if you have something to say and you want to do it through a podcast, do it. Yeah. One listener is more than zero. Two is more than one. And it will eventually get to be where maybe you have 20 listeners or maybe you have 20,000 listeners. The point is, is that you want to be relatable to people. We as humans are relational beings. We we are meant to be in community. Now, that's not to say that there are not times where we kind of want to just be off on our own. But yeah. these parasocial relationships, which when I first started listening to your podcast, that's what it was. Now it's a social relationship. I, I, I can text you whenever and go, hey, how you doing, man? Um, and, and you can do the same to me. But to create these parasocial relationships and eventually semi-social and like meetups or whatever, um, or whether it be just your friends in your high school that listen, I'm going on a bunny trail here. I'm rambling. But the point is, is that just freaking post the episode. I I, I 100% agree, man. I think that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's whatever you want it to be, and that's what's beautiful about it, right? Uh, I don't care if you use your phone. Like, some people say, like, you need to buy this, this, and that equipment. I do think if you're serious about it, you can buy like, I've got a nice microphone here, as you see, Mm -hmm. you can buy those things when you get to a point where you're like serious about it, if that's what you want to do. But if you just want to sit there and record in your phone with your friends, like, I don't care. That's perfectly fine with me. It's not what I do, but if I found enjoyment in it, sure, I would do it. Most of you listening to this are aware that I have a different conversation that I share every single episode. Well, I've discovered an amazing tool that's helping me do that in the best quality, simplistic, great way possible. Boomcaster. I've recently made this big change and I was a little nervous at first, but I'm so glad that I did because it's been an amazing experience. If you don't know what Boomcaster is, you really got to look into this because if you are frequently recording conversations on some platform like Zoom, it's just not designed for that. And I'll explain. Boomcaster is actually designed for content creators, podcasters. You can schedule, stream, and record all from one platform. They are just dedicated to indie podcasters and independent content creators. They deliver studio quality audio and video every time, all the time. You can record and live stream to reach the biggest audience possible. Let me explain why you got to get caught up with the times here. Traditional conferencing solutions rely on network speed for each participant. That is not the case with Boomcaster. It saves locally and uploads to the cloud, giving you the freedom to record from anywhere. And that's significant as far as the audio delay and all those things that you experience when you're creating content and recording. Like I said, I know the people at Boomcaster personally, and I vouch for them. They support us indie podcasters. We need to support the independent creators like them. It's time to upgrade to Boom. And you know what? If you use the code IndiePodcaster at checkout, you'll get your 30 days free plus 50% off your first three months. That's incredible. If you want to legitimize the content you are creating, you've got to use Boomcaster. I mean, you'll see that you'll see the difference from when we recorded that episode of Podcast Garage back in was that January. I couldn't oh, yeah. find my mic. It was somewhere in my apartment, but it ended up being in a box underneath my bed. I don't remember putting it there, but it was there. We recorded it. Um, you guys had your mics. I recorded it on my webcam, which was god awful audio. But I found this. I found my mic finally after I you know decided like oh let's just go, let me just you know clean up and find this. There's the mic. I've been using it every day since. And uh, I got this mic. It doesn't sound half bad. I think it was like 70 bucks on Amazon. 
It does the job. Now, whether you want to record through a webcam, phone, or an actual microphone, that's up to you. That's up to the level of, uh, uh, I don't want to say quality content, but more quality audio that you want to produce. Quality content is going to be however engaging it is. I've listened to podcasts yeah. where the audio was god-awful, but what that was being said was was amazing. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care about the audio. I want to hear what's being said right here. Yeah, quality is a subjective term, right? There are quality standards and podcasting and other things, but ultimately it's like not to the point you're going to be held accountable or literally have to, you know, have follow those standards exactly because at the end of the day with podcasting you could do as you please and as long as you're enjoying it and whatever your purpose is you're achieving then that that that's all that matters, man. I mean, I don't I'm not like some people, especially like in the in in this part of this conversation right now, starting a podcast, right? So when you're first starting a podcast, I would not suggest unless you're some business and mm-hmm. it's like a really big investment. But if you're just an individual, I would not suggest going out and buying a bunch of equipment right off the bat. You really need to make sure it's something that you want to do and can kind of sustain doing before you go out and you make any large purchases. Yeah. Um let's say that you know a a podcaster wants to you know start a podcast but doesn't want to record with their webcam or with their phone or something and they also don't want to make that 70 dollar investment in a microphone you know i've got you know 70 for mic is actually like mid to low tier really really low tier actually um depending on tier yeah um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking just college graduate, 70 bucks. That's a lot, but it's also like, uh, no, mm-hmm. there's some, there's some thousand yeah. dollar mics. So low tier. Um, but, uh, go, if you don't want to use, uh, you don't want to spend 70, you don't want to use your webcam, you don't want to use your phone, go to Walmart, pick up a headset, that ha- like a little gaming headset that has like a microphone in it. Yeah. Plug it into your USB, uh, port and there you go. You, you've got a headset and a mic. It's not, you know, studio professional grade. But it's better than, you know, catching the room. I have this article on the Podtrix website, which basically goes over the how to start a podcast flow. Is this flow going to work for everybody? No. Is this flow going to work for a lot of people? Hopefully, that's why I wrote it. Um, But basically, you know, the headlines here are have a plan. Do you want a co-host? Having an identity. What format do you want to use? Theme music and equipment. We just touched on the equipment. You don't need all this specialist stuff. Um, and theme music is more more falling into the identity. In in the identity of, of your podcast, it's very, uh, I don't want to say tricky, but nuanced per se. I like to think about it like when I'm listening to a Netflix or watching a Netflix show. Every time I open up Netflix, I hear the dun-dun, which came from, yeah. I guess, their uh, House of Cards uh, episode or, or, or series, like how it ended or something. I don't know. I never watched it. But I know that I'm watching Netflix, not just because I clicked into Netflix, but like if, if somebody's opening it up and I'm with them, I hear them like, oh, they're watching Netflix. That's their Sonic logo. That's their identity. Uh, same thing with your podcast, how you open it, how you close it, what you're talking about during it. Not what you're talking about, how you're talking about during it is your podcast identity. What has been your experience in, you know, framing the indie podcaster, you know, podcast father, podcast identity? Like, how did you go about doing that? Well, last year to start this podcast, this current one, I think I started it in July of last year. So about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, I was sitting back and I was thinking, like, I would like to start creating content again. 
And I would like to give back to the community like people did for me like 15 years ago, right? There were people that were important and really helped me as far as content creation. So I wanted to do that for them. So that's how it all kind of started. So I was really critiquing and reviewing really small podcasts, which I still do to this day. People every day, all day are like, hey, check out my podcast. But that's how it started, right? Just a vision of helping. I didn't know at first I was going to actually start a podcast. I was I was pretty set on like a website or newsletter. Mm-hmm. Then I quickly realized like I don't really like writing. You know, I don't really want to maintain a website. I don't really have time. So then I thought, well, you know, I can actually create a podcast where I can share the stories of podcasters. And this is like when you're talking about identity, this is like the cool thing about podcasting or content creation. It's changed and morphed a little bit over time, right? So when I first started this podcast, the first two months, I was basically just talking to other podcasters. First episode, I had a captain from True Crime Garage. It's like a top Apple 100 podcast most of the time. So that was a little bit different. But after that, I got in various different levels. You know, some may have a couple hundred thousand downloads altogether. Some may have just a couple hundred. I was kind of introducing these stories of these people and letting you take away whatever you could from it. That was actually a really good way to build the audience as far as other podcasters listening. So that's what I did off the bat. Then I quickly realized that I had by far, which I knew would happen, but I had by far more podcasters listening to my podcast than people that don't create content. There are still some that are not content creators that listen, which blow my mind. But nevertheless, I kind of built off of that, right? Then I learned... I don't know if that's the right word. Then I knew that I needed to do something to add more value for the consumers. Value is kind of like a buzzword, but the audience, the listeners, whatever you want to call. And I started to kind of morph it into a content creation piece where it was more educationally speaking, a lot of the episodes. So I still do episodes, obviously, where I share just incredible stories from maybe just illustrators, artists, things like that. Things that we can all benefit from listening to as content creators and as humans, but I tried to get more people on in the industry as well. So people like yourself or, or just people that are interested in podcasting could take even more away from each episode and learn a little bit more from the content. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers your question completely, but so the identity continues to morph, but it developed not because like I'm saying, Hey, I'm the podcast father. I'm the best podcaster ever. I'm not. I'm not even close. Like you can call me the worst. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind. But what it is is it was more of a nurturing thing. Like I'm going to help the people that need it out. I'm going to be like the sort of parental role for some of the people that need it because the people at the bottom of the totem pole don't get the attention very much. So for me, it was more of like a I'm going to be a care, caring caregiver to the people that need the help based off of the success that I've had for creating content in the last, I don't know, 15 years or whatever. I, uh, when you said parental role, I'm like podcast daddy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I get called that. I get called podcast godfather. I've been called a lot of different freaking things. uh, Asshole. I've been called a douche, whatever you want. Well, no, that's how, but, uh, it, it continues to morph though, Mark. So like, I don't know if your identity is like, it's who you are. It's who you are as a content creator. It's what your podcast is, but it also, 
builds over time. It could get worse over time. It could get better over time. Like different things continue to happen with I, the podcast and myself. I I agree. When I when I when I'm thinking about a podcast identity, I I don't think I 100 percent agree with what you're saying. It doesn't end where the podcast ends. It, it, your podcast's identity comes from you as the host. Yes, you've got this branding thing. Yes, you've got like this, the flow of the episode, um, which plays a part of the identity. Cause I, let's be, let's be brutally honest here. Nobody has a single attribute that is their identity. No one. And anybody that says right. they do are, is so, so boring, not engaging at all. So to have this identity come from you as a person who, who you have multiple uh, dimensions to you, um, I think is very powerful in podcasting. It, it creates that relationship with, you know, you and me. You were the you know, content creator. I was the listener. I reached out and now we're friends. Um, and it creates that relationship with, you know, the them, the people listening to this who can be creators um, I mean, this this is episode one of the Podtricks podcast, and I'm not even fully settled on this name, and I'm already recording it. That That's how podcasting should be. Just record it, figure it out as you go. It's a learning experience just like life. Well, let me tell you this, though, also. Yeah. And we talk about identity. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, too, right, that don't always, like, aren't always known on a podcast. So, like, for me, I have people reaching out to me all day, every day for advice on a lot of different things. You've done it right, Mark. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people do, and we don't talk about that on the podcast every week or every episode or whatever. So a lot goes in behind the scenes too to this thing that's just beyond actually creating a a podcast for me. It's kind of like a whole enigma, you know, almost like a whole a whole part of my life that I've tried to dedicate to helping others that goes much more beyond like this conversation right here or any conversation I have on, on my podcast it's personable like you said you can text me now uh there's other people that text and message me so it goes beyond just putting out episodes Mm -hmm. jeff townsend here and i'm excited to talk to my good friend mark binder i'm just kidding his name is mark binder he doesn't like it when i say that mark is the (laughs) creator i'm gonna say owner just because it sounds entrepreneur-y of pod tricks the podcast hosting platform Thanks for joining us, man. I'm excited to hear about this new Podtrix feed import feature that you're going to share with me and us, yeah, so everybody, the world. Share it with the world, Mark. World, behold this. Uh, no, so yeah, the Podtrix feed importer, it's really simple. The Podtrix feed importer is really exciting because it's how you migrate your existing podcast feed to Podtrix hosting. All you got to do is the, the URL that you would submit to Spotify or Apple or Overcast or whatever, you paste that into the little little pop-up that shows up in your show and you say import the system then goes and will start importing all of your episodes whether it be 10 episodes or 10,000 episodes it will pull in every single episode all the audio your descriptions your categories everything is moved into Podtrix seamlessly and is ready for publishing this feature is already live right now and is available to anybody who wants to use it so what we're really here this is like the big coming out party for all you current podcasters to come on over and check out Podtrix right Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's welcome. You do offer something to the listeners of this podcast. If you use the code IndiePod during checkout, you'll get 25% off your first three months of Podtricks. That's a good deal. I'm here to support you guys to be creative. 
You can contact me by sending an email to hello at podtricks.com. I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Well, I encourage everybody to go on to podtricks.com right now and check it out and use the promo code NDPOD to get a little bit of a discount. Like, let's back up. I know it sounds kind yeah. of crazy. Like, we're yeah. into it, but let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about, like, I have an idea to make a podcast, right? And is, yeah. it, is it a good idea? So like, what are some things you could do? Like, let's say I've been wanting to make a podcast and I just don't know if I should do it or not. I think, I think first you really got to think about what, like why you're doing it and what you want to take away from it. And it, it, there's nothing wrong with just running through some, like if I want to do a podcast with you, Mark, if we're going to do this yeah. tricks podcast, PP podcast together. We can sit down and we could do something like we're doing right now. This is, there's not an episode out yet. We can mm-hmm. see if it works. Can you and I sit here and, and talk about this thing that we're interested in for hours at a time? Can we determine how many episodes we can make from this? Can we determine what we're going to do exactly? I think there's a lot of things you can do beforehand. But first is just sitting down. Can you write about it? Can you talk about it? Like, just Can you actually talk about it for an extended amount of time and keep the interest going enough to consistently make a podcast? So I think that's a lot of things that need to go into it beforehand right you're starting out with like the commercial bullet points but really a lot of podcasts do not last after a few episodes yeah and i, I think, think it's the, because i think the, the metric 10 episodes there. or something yeah yeah the 10. yeah yeah so i think it's because we just say hey we're just going to start a podcast which there's nothing wrong with that really but if you think you want to do it a long time it should you actually invest your time in it you have to really start and see if it's something that you like enough to just ramble on about like we're doing right now we're yeah going off the ra- we're going down the rabbit hole you said we're going off on the side trail well those are all things that indicate that you are passionate and have a lot of interest in the topic or whatever you want the podcast to be about so i think that's like a first big step is this something that i can invest a lot of time into is it something that my i'm interested enough to invest a lot of time into yeah i think that's a huge thing um i've been i was told going through college i was told you know while i was working through college the whole college experience for me that i am very entrepreneurial and get very excited about you know starting something new um which is both a good and a bad thing because starting something new it's exciting, but then I get shiny objects under. I'm like, ooh, new thing over here. Um, but but that's not to be saying that, you know, are those things related? Yes, they were always related. They always came back to audio, which is kind of how I eventually landed at creating pod tricks. Um, if, if you're creating a podcast and you're passionate about, I don't, I don't know, let, let, let's say that uh, you're a truck guy for whatever reason. I'm not. I, I don't care about trucks, but let's say that, you know, you are you being you, Jeff, or you, the listener, you like trucks. You can create so there's so many different things that you can do to your truck. And I know this only because for the last eight months I was working at a company that did all that stuff. And I only know it from working there. You live in the Midwest. All I live in trucks, the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big trucks, big trucks and RVs. That, that, that was the whole, whole deal. There, there's everything from different types of hitches to different types of trailers to different types of, you know, the, the, the really big obnoxious light bars that, you know, reflect off uh, your rear view mirror and into your yeah. eyes. That's that's a whole topic in and of itself. You can create this podcast about these trucks 
and talk for hours. I literally can't talk for more than five minutes about them because I can't stand them. But you, Jeff, or you, the listener, may be super excited about them. Talk about them. Record that conversation. Have a casual conversation with a friend and just record it and see what comes out of it. Now, obviously, let them know you're recording it. But if if you're starting a podcast with with friends, hit record and just talk about the stuff you would normally talk about. A lot of interesting conversation exists out there just naturally. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, When it comes to finding a topic that you're passionate about, I don't think it's that hard to find that topic. It's a lot more difficult to turn it into a podcast because you start thinking about, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, no, no, no. Take it back. Step back. Talk like you normally would. Hit record. See if there's anything there. Yeah. And maybe at that point, by actually going through that exercise and doing that, you'll realize this is something that I'm passionate about. But maybe it can't be a weekly podcast. Maybe it needs to be a bi-weekly, but maybe it needs to be a 10-part podcast, right? Just 10 episodes, yeah. that's it. See where it goes. But by doing that, it will help you make that 10-podcast episode, I mean, 10-episode podcast. It'll help yeah. you make that series. It will be way easier because you've then identified what you could do with the... And, and it could change later. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can right. initially realize what you could do with the content. Then you can move on to think about who would listen to it and, and, and all those other things after you've established this. Yeah. And on that note of like, hey, it's only like a 10-part thing. There's a podcast that I occasionally listen to. I think it's called like Land of the Giants. It, it's, it's this big Silicon Valley thing. Um, can't stand Silicon Valley itself, but like it, it, the companies that come out of there are very interesting to me. They had like a, a, a six episode series on like just Google and each one of them were like an hour or two long a piece. Um, yeah. so that's not to say like, Oh, I'm creating this whole new feed, uh, or, or whole new show. And it has to be only about this topic for the entire duration of, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be about this topic for the entirety of the feed. That's why there's podcast seasons. This season is about X Y Z. This yeah. season is about A B C. And yep. guess what? Now we have trailers and bonus episodes too. So you can release things inside of these seasons that may just be a teaser for what's to come. You don't have yeah. to stick to. I'm only talking about trucks. I'm only talking about wagons. I'm only talking about Silicon Valley. You can, I'm, I'm, you can talk about Big Bird for all I care on an episode. If you release it and you know there's traction, that's a signal. Release it as a trailer. If there's if there's traction, there, there, that's signal. Okay, let's create an entire season around this, and or release or release a bonus episode around it. If that one gets really good. Then do a whole season. There's a whole bunch of different tests that you can do, not to you know over engineer creating the perfect podcast but there's ways that you can kind of figure out if it's going to work both conversationally and from a release standpoint i agree 100 percent. i think it's just a little planning and then trial and error in the beginning no oh, yeah you know, from there but you can't be afraid to this is like way past the con- the, the the topic but you can't be afraid to adapt and make changes as you go along either mm-hmm and I, I i don't know if that's way past it either because when you're starting a podcast you have an idea you have this idea yeah. that this is what I'm going to do. And the very beginning is all adapting and changing. It's like, yeah, I've got the kind of where I want to go. 
but also like I learned this thing on episode two that I didn't know on episode one. I'm going to do it for episode three. Oh, episode three. I learned this thing. I'm going to do that for episode four. It's, it's taking the knowledge as you go along and adopting it and throwing it into your process to see if it improves it. And if you learned it and it improved it, great. Keep it. If you learned it, you tried it and it made it worse. You can do one of two things. Don't release that episode or re-edit the, re-edit the episode with what you think will work or just say, Hey, Throw it out there. It worked or it didn't work. Cool. Know that. Know not to do that next time. Absolutely, man. No, I, I'm yep. on the same page with you there. Alrighty, Jeff. So thanks so much for talking with me today about you know podcasting, how you got started, and how to help uh, the listeners of this episode to get started. Uh, if people want to you know reach out to you or follow you or keep up with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I have a I have a website, obviously podcastfather.com. There's contact forms and everything on there. But where you met me, where I'm very active at is Twitter. It's podcast underscore father, you know, at podcast underscore father there. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook. It's Jeff Townsend. You'll see me. It's pretty obvious who I am. But ultimately, I've got a website. And uh, I don't know how I landed that, but podcastfather.com was available. So I took it. So, yeah, I mean, in the podcast is Indie Podcaster. It's my most current one. If you want to learn more about podcasting and podcasters, it is a good one. It's available everywhere you listen to podcasts Alrighty, creators thanks so much for listening all those links will be in the show notes down below if you have any questions for me or just want to learn more about podtrix go to podtrix.com click contact us and i'll be happy to answer any questions you have thanks so much for listening see ya thanks for listening and thanks for telling a friend But more importantly, thank you for supporting independent content creators. If you're enjoying the podcast or like the work we're doing in the indie podcaster community, I ask you to tell just one fellow content creator that hasn't heard of this podcast or the work we're doing and share it with them. But more importantly, I hope you continue with me on this journey as the indie podcaster. Keep being you. Keep being great. And the question is, do I stay here? Will you be back? Are you going to come back? Will you be back? Are you coming back? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.